0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 375 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have good neighbor Bill Rickett. Now, he is with U.S. Health Advisors. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. and really appreciate you coming on here with Everything going on right now in in the insurance world and really excited to learn more about what you're doing there. So let's start with your role in U.S. health Advisors.
1: I am a licensed health agent and I am um, what's referred to as a captive agent personally. Um, What a lot of people don't realize is there's no single agent that can offer everything on the market. So um, I actually partner with my wife who works for a different company um that way between the two of us we kind of cover all the bases but very
0: cool yeah is that is that why you guys got married or was it business first that's exactly why yeah Yeah, of course it was a business decision (laughs) (laughs) love it love it tell us about your role and then hey we'll plug her a little bit here as well Yeah, yeah yeah
1: well primarily i mean you know she's i'm the one that kind of is has the I mean she's of course licensed too, but I'm the one with the experience and stuff like that. So and also to make it a more cohesive experience, you know, I'm the one that reviews all of it. If it's something, she's more of the administrative. So if there are specific administrative questions that need to be answered, certain, you know, hoops to jump through, she'll handle, you know, just doing enrollments and stuff. But as far as reviewing options and stuff, that's what I do.
0: That's awesome. Good for her. And you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we, we, um, you know, ideally our our ideal client is, is really um, anybody on the individual market. So uh, small business owners, independent contractors, uh, that kind of thing. Basically the reason is because they're looking on the individual market versus the group market. And um, a lot of people don't realize um, how many different types of health insurance plans there are out there. You know, each one comes with advantages and more importantly, disadvantages. And so I find that most most agents that do what I do, they don't um, they tend to avoid talking about the disadvantages just because they think it's going to affect their sale. Um, personally you know i i think that's the most important thing to review so um, i kind of focus more on that you know i figure you don't need a licensed agent to review benefits right those are really easy to figure out you know because they're always in big bold letters colorful print yeah i figure what you need me for is the fine print yeah you know so
0: yeah and, and that's, that's what, what i, I do. think especially nowadays i mean you have the the marketplace and, you know, you, I guess there's so much confusion in the mm-hmm. health insurance world. And and I'll tell you, if I ever want a really good migraine, all I need to do is like get on the marketplace site or, or start looking at the different gazillion health insurance yeah. policies.
1: And even, even the marketplace alone, that's one of the many categories that are out there. Like I said, there's a lot of different categories, a lot of different types. The marketplace plans are just one type. Of plan. Um, And what amazes me is that you could actually get on there and do that yourself. So I highly recommend that you not do it by yourself, uh, just because um, obviously, you know, people that go on there, they can search, they can look, but a lot of times they don't understand what they're looking at. um, And really, the only thing that they see is price. So what they end up getting is something, uh, it doesn't matter what you have, as long as you know what it is. Uh, A lot of times somebody will get an HMO because all they see is that it's cheaper and they don't understand why they don't understand what coverage they're sacrificing. And that's where you need an agent.
0: So, so you step in and help navigate and just make sure, you know, the the policy is as customized for the client's needs as possible, right?
1: Yeah. There's, I mean, it just like anything else, you know, the, the, the more you get, the more it's going to cost. It's not Mm -hmm. for me to decide, what is good or bad they are what they are you know I always tell people there's no such thing as a bad insurance plan um it, it is what it is it's it's you know that's that's what it is but the thing is when people complain about health insurance plans oh this one sucks or that one sucks it's not the plan that sucks it's just the fact that it didn't do what you thought it was supposed to that's your expectations that's where the problem is and yeah. those are supposed to be set by your agent if you have one
0: yeah. so and the problem, of course, is you find out about this uh, six months later or, or right. when, it is, when you really need that and you thought you had it and it's like, oh, geez. Right. Right. So
1: I, always, I always tell people, you know, good or bad, um, however the plan performs six months from now, a year from now, I just don't want it to be a surprise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. How about your journey, Bill? How did you get into uh, this type of business?
1: Well, uh, I actually... Um, had a long and storied career in the medical field. I spent 23 years um, as a medical professional, worked my way into a a medical administrator. Um, And then a lot of that career I spent um, as a trainer and I was even an educator, you know, for five years. So having the background that I do and having dealt with um, and taught all about health insurance from kind of one side of the fence, Hmm. just moving into this was a natural fit. So...
0: Yeah, wow, that's very very interesting. Huh. So, w- uh, did you do a lot of traveling then in that profession or were you mm-hmm. focused on Southwest Florida? I uh well, I started as a uh a combat medic in the
1: US Army. Um right out of high school. You know, I did that for a very long time and that uh, transitioned into Um, and the private sector working in, I mean, I've done several things. I've, you know, I've worked in respiratory therapy. I've worked in pediatrics, private practice, hospital, all kinds of stuff. And when you're doing that long enough, you eventually work your way into management where you're dealing with more administrative. And so you get like a crash course in, um, billing and coding and, and, you know, different types of insurance and reimbursements. Uh, plus I have a degree in business. So, um, yeah. So all that said, the opportunity came knocking and, and I and I took it.
0: So. Well, one, thank you for your service. And, and two, boy, you've done a lot. Yes. yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So when it comes to a myth spill in your industry, what do you hear that you could maybe dispel uh, one or two for our listeners? Oh gosh, that's that's honestly a lot
1: of what I do with every customer that I talk to. Um, I, I try to I try to head things off. I try to anticipate as much as possible. Um, one of the common ones that I get is, um, "Oh, I thought that they got rid of pre existing conditions." So I have to explain that. Well, no, they the one type of plan, the Obamacare plans, they don't have pre, You know, they don't uh, limit. Coverage for pre-existing conditions, but then again, that's why they're so expensive, you know. So there are private plans that that all the private plans, in one way or another, um, have restrictions on pre-existing. That's why they're less expensive. Um, you know, another thing is uh, one of the things that that I find that people do, and it's unfortunate because it it puts them in kind of a vulnerable position. Is you know they're, they shop they shop on what they know, you know, all all they know is price. So this plan is that plan problem is they think they're all the same and they're just more or less expensive and, and they're not looking at the other differences. So um understand. People say that, you know, Oh, Aetna is better than Cigna or whatever. There's no better or worse, just like any other insurance. It's all based on risk. So, you know, whatever the risk is, that's what the rate's going to translate to. This other guy can't offer the exact same coverage for less money. It's just impossible. Can't do it. Yeah. Um, the main thing I think that I get, though, um, is for some reason, uh, for some reason, when, when people are looking at health insurance, specifically health insurance, they forget what insurance is for in general. You know, when you look at car insurance or homeowner's insurance or whatever, um, you know, they nobody ever says well I'm paying this much for my car insurance how come I don't get gas in my car how come I don't get oil changes you know they don't ever say that because they know they actually try to avoid putting in claims they know that it's there for catastrophic purposes only and then when they look at health insurance they're like well why am I paying this much per month if um, you know if I still have to pay out of pocket for a doctor's visit or something you know and it's like you got to remember why you're getting insurance to begin with. It's not designed to pay your bills for you. It's designed to protect you financially from catastrophic, you know, financial ruin. You know, we can, we can build stuff into the health plans. We can build copays and additional benefits here and there, but
0: they all cost money. So. Yeah. So Bill, do you find that there are a lot of folks that maybe you deal with or have dealt with that, were in the marketplace and just assumed that that was where you needed to go. Uh, and then they run into you and you open their eyes to know, you know, obviously depending on your situation, here's, here are your other options.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes I do. And sometimes, um, sometimes people walk away from a conversation with me uh, just knowing that they're already on the best thing for mm-hmm. them. You know, if, if, the, the, the Obamacare stuff was put into place to provide guaranteed insurability for people with pre-existing conditions and guaranteed affordability for people with low income. So if you're in either or both of those demographics, then that's probably the best fit for you. Yeah. Um, if you're in neither of those two demographics, a lot of times I'll, I'll talk to somebody who they're perfectly healthy, clean, you know, clean medical history, and they make too much money for a subsidy, but for some reason they they thought that the Obamacare stuff was the only option out there. So they're paying through the nose for coverage they're not really using. Yes, those guys, those guys and, and gals, they can look on the private market and they will definitely do a better find mm-hmm. something more appropriate. Other people who, you know, it's unfortunate they're they're dealing with existing, pre-existing conditions. Um, even though they make too much money for the, for the, um, you know, for the, for the subsidy, for the assistance, it's really the only thing that's going to cover their, their issues. So it's unfortunate, but, um, that's what they need because anything else that they would save money on wouldn't cover the things they're spending money on. So,
0: right. Wow. That's real. But from Uh, an income range standpoint, you know, the, the lower income, is there a, uh, a number that, you know, if your your income is X dollars and above, maybe the marketplace isn't the best fit for you?
1: Well, it, it all depends because, of course, um, tax or you know, the subsidies are, are a tax vehicle. So, of course, it depends on um, how many dependents you're claiming. You know, so the number for a single person is different than the number for, you know, say a household of three or four. You know, right. um, so it all depends. Um on that, really the, 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 the thing to remember is I'm going to show you what's there. I'm going to take your info. And one of the tough things is with primarily my clients is they're self-employed. So it's hard to anticipate Mm -hmm. what their income is going to be. So I do having experienced that over the, over years and years, There are very specific questions that I can ask that give me a better idea. It helps people anticipate. Um, But ultimately, you got as long as you understand how it works. If if you make low enough income, you're eligible, or or if you if you estimate a low enough income, you're eligible for government assistance. But if you end up making more than that, you got to pay it back.
0: Right. Right. So, no free lunch. Nope. (laughs) So. How about outside of the insurance business? What are you doing for fun? Uh,
1: for fun? Well, <laughs> um, I uh, I do all of my insurance, all of my business is, you know, completely word of mouth referrals. Um, so I do spend a lot of time after hours doing networking events. I participate in a lot of different networking groups, all of which, I think I'm in six networking organizations and each one I'm in a leadership role of some sort. So that obviously takes a lot of time outside of work, but it's necessary. Um, However, um, if we were to look at for fun, uh, I know my wife and I travel quite a bit. Um, One of the benefits of doing what I do is as long as I got a strong Internet connection, I can work from anywhere. So we do we do try and travel a bit. Uh, lately, um, I don't know if you follow me on Facebook, but if not, I'm sure you will after this, um, one of the hobbies that I've developed over just over the last year and a half is, um, um, playing around with Photoshop. Um, you know, nothing, nothing too major, but I try and do like funny stuff with Photoshop and Uh if if something comes out good, I'll post it. I usually post at least two a week. So if not more, so it's like,
0: Cartoony-type
1: uh, graphics? Yeah, it's, it's usually, it, you know, it's it's usually, um, well, for me, when I post stuff on mine, it's usually I, I Photoshop my face onto something else uh-huh. um, and then turn it into, like, a meme. Um, uh-huh. Other times, like this morning, um, a good friend of mine had a uh, – it, it, it was his birthday, so I Photoshopped his face onto something um, and did happy birthday on there. So it's just – it's fun – It came from you know a lot of what I do is talking to talking to insurance companies and you know networks um, on the phone and being on hold a lot. So, Mm -hmm. but it's on hold, but I can't get up because I have to be in front of my computer. Right. I just keep my hands busy, just playing with Photoshop until I get back on the phone. How
0: great is that? I love it. So depending on your graphic output for the week, we can tell how long you've been on hold with the insurance. That's true. That's very true. That's awesome. How about, Bill, looking back in life, uh, you know, tough time that you went through, challenge, hardship, however you want to label it, and now you can say, hey, I'm better for it, I'm stronger. What comes to mind?
1: Um. Well, on a personal level, uh, you know, being in the military, um, being away from home, I mean, I left right out of high school. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was real hard. Um, I, uh, yeah, I had a couple of, you know, significant injuries in the military that were tough to get through. Um, uh, but I did. So, and I definitely think, you know, having, just having served, um, I think has had a huge, you know, profound effect on my life thereafter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, on a, um, on a, on a, per, on a professional level, uh, making the leap from a steady paycheck to being self-employed was, mm. was definitely, definitely tough. You know, I mean, I, I, I jumped into an industry where I had no, I had the, the, the experience, the familiarity with health insurance, but I didn't have any experience in sales, which is essentially what I'm doing. Um, and then I struggled uh, for the first couple of months with no paycheck because I just I couldn't implement the sales training. It just didn't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't I, I didn't want to close somebody. Right. Um, but I did. You know, I, I struggled with that. I took a step back uh, and I changed my approach um, and you know, with my wife's encouragement, I, um, I implemented my strengths, which was my, my experience in the medical field, my experience training and teaching. If I, and I implemented that into my, into my business and things turned around and it steadily grew. And, um, so I'm, I'm thankful for my past experience because that's made me the specific type of success that I am today.
0: So, well, True to your very modest nature, uh, I know from a previous conversation that, uh, you know, the injuries in your military experience uh, that you kind of trivialized were extremely significant. And uh, uh, you, uh, between that and getting through what you did in business, because anyone who opens a business, uh, that's a hardship. I mean, there's no... You have to experience the going to bed at night, wondering, you know, what's the future going to hold and, you know, potentially looking at a bank account with more zeros than anything right? um, and not zeros in a good way. Um, occasionally negative, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, you know, life continues to prepare us, but only those who are ready. And, and you seem like you're, you're the guy who's always ready. And, and, uh, uh, and, but more importantly, there. That, that's, I guess, the common thread from what I hear from your story. You know, you're the guy that's always there, whether it's uh, you know on the battlefield, the medic, mm-hmm. uh, to you know certainly your your medical experience and educating, and now on the healthcare side, just guiding folks. And mm-hmm. and I know you probably help as many people who really don't need your help, but you just give them the reassurance, and Absolutely. you don't make any money off it. And and, and as many times, know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, well, Good for you, and and we're thrilled to have you in the community, um, because we need folks like you. Yeah. One thing, that. yeah, yeah. One thing you wish our listeners knew about your service and your company. What would that be? Um, so most
1: people, what I find when they need health insurance, they're they're wary of salespeople. They don't want to be they don't want to be sold on something. So. Um, they, uh, they want to, they want to do the research themselves. Um, the problem with that is they don't know the industry. Like I mentioned earlier, they don't know what they're looking at because they think that all the plans work the same and they, they don't. Um, and they, the, another thing is they think that they can look prices up online and do the research themselves. And what they don't realize is that information is proprietary. You have to get appointed with those companies in order to have access to that. So what I find is in order to avoid talking to a single agent, they actually have to speak to several agents in order to get the information they're looking for. Um, and uh, since they don't know what they're looking at, like I said, they can really only shop rates. That's really all they understand is money. And unfortunately, when they're doing that, they're putting themselves in a very vulnerable position because um they allow an agent to, if you're if if you, if you shopping money and I, you make it known that you're doing that, I, as an agent, what I could do is just try to meet the budget. Of course, by doing that, I have to cut things out. But if you don't have them, if you don't have these things in your plan, then I don't have to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about what you're not getting because I don't want to lose the sale. That's what a lot of agents are going to do. And that puts you in a vulnerable position. What I wish people knew Or understood is that they shouldn't be shopping the plans they should be shopping the agents it's Mm -hmm. the agent that shops the plans for you you know you need to have a good fit you need to find somebody that you can trust and the way that you do that is um, if if you if you if you're speaking to an agent and they're not reviewing all of the benefits with you or all of the options with you the obamacare stuff the 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 underwritten the health share the short term all of these different things and if they're if you find that they're not that they're telling you how wonderful the plan is and they're not telling you the the the, the disadvantages, then you probably should move on to a different agent, um, you know, because they're not working with the best interests of the client. Uh, you know, I had one guy tell me that um, one guy told me that I actually literally talked. I, I attempted to talk him out of everything and he decided that what he was going to go with was. The, 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 the option that I had the hardest time talking him out of. Um, so, <laughs> That's great. Uh, so I guess overall, I just, I wish people knew that, um, you know, you, you, you have to go with an agent. You don't have to go with an agent. You don't trust. Mm-hmm. If, if you do not feel comfortable with your agent and the way, like I said, you're going to check that by understanding what they're saying. You know, if, if your agent is not coming to you and telling you all the things that could go wrong with your plan then you might want to move on,
0: <laughs> you know. So yeah. that's great. I know our listeners want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you?
1: Uh, shoot, I'm I'm all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, I go to various networking events. My you can you can call me. My number is two three nine nine four zero four two six eight. You can call, text, email, whatever you need. I'm all over the place, so. Okay. Awesome. Or they can call you.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Happy to send them over your way. So uh, whatever we need to do to get more people in your hands, the better. Well, Bill, it's been a pleasure. Not that you need it, but we wish you the uh, the best going forward. And. Uh, Yeah, look forward to seeing you in the networking events down the road. Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com, or call us at 239-224-4105.